This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to show 344 Aussie Mac Zone. Zahn, how are you tonight, my friend? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Uh, so, we have, what have we got on our run sheet tonight? We have, amazing, it starts, must be working hard. Our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. Ah, here it comes. Australia, Ost, Ost Cyber says, digital trust required to boost Aussie economy. So Znet reports a globally competitive Australian cyber security sector will ultimately underpin the future success of every industry in the national economy, the non-profit CEO said. Fresh from Prime Minister Scott Morrison telling Australians the country was under attack from an unnamed state actor and pledging $1.35 billion to boost local cyber security capabilities, OzCyber has touted the importance of digital trust in securing the nation's economy. Ost Cyber is a non-profit organisation charged with growing a local cyber security ecosystem and facilitating its global expansion. Australia's digital infrastructure and the data it carries are core to the value and growth of the nation's economy, Ost Cyber CEO Michelle Price said in Australia Digital Trust Report 2020. The growing economic dependency on the digital domain has an intrinsic relationship with the trust users and consumers have in it and therefore the security, privacy and resilience of the infrastructure and data. According to Price, a globally competitive Australian cyber security sector will ultimately underpin the future success of every industry in the national economy. The report released last Monday explains digital trust as the level of confidence users have in the ability to, of the technology to enable a high-functioning cyber-physical world, as cyber said it is earned by providing secure, private, safe and reliable access to technology, as well as the ways in which technology has been designed, constructed and delivered. It said cybersecurity is a foundational pillar of digital trust in the economy. Cyber said digital activity currently contributes to $426 billion Australian dollars to the Australian economy and generates $1 trillion in gross economic output. It also said a four-week digital interruption to Australia's economy, such as a widespread cyber attack, would cost the Australian economy up to 30 billion or 1.5% of GDP and over 163,000 jobs. And there is more at the link, which will be in the show notes. There is more to that story. So, yeah, um, a few weeks ago, for example, Toll got hit yep. and they got stuck and, you know, Deliveries were out, truck drivers were out of work because um, the whole system was down, basically. Yeah, Nothing yeah. they could do. Um, who else? Tuis? They couldn't even mix beer, apparently. Their system was... <laughs> <laughs> so, they couldn't even mix beer? No. Nah. Well, that sort of 
defeats the point of them even existing then, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's that's what can happen when, yeah. when you just think, oh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's no longer just the bookkeepers and, and the people trying to work work the crap out in the office. It, it goes right down to, is this stuff being delivered? Is my beer being mixed properly? Yeah. You change that around and put too many hops and too many bubbles in. Yeah. And then it gets delivered. You don't know until you tap it and then you go, oh, this is crap. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Story two. Yes. So Apple Now offers extended Apple Care monthly plans in Australia, Canada, and Japan. Extend your Apple Care coverage. If you paid up front for 24 or 36 months of coverage, you can continue coverage on a monthly basis after the 24 or 36 months is over. In the United States, Australia, Canada, and Japan, when you purchase Apple Care Plus coverage for your iPhone, iPad, or Apple Watch, you can choose to pay monthly or pay upfront 24 months of coverage for Apple Watch edition. And Hermes, Hermes, is that right? You can pay up front for 36 months. If you pay up front, you can go to mysupport.apple.com to continue coverage on a monthly basis after the 24 or 36 months is over. Monthly plans automatically renew until cancelled. Yes. How so cool is that? Watch, yeah, but that's really cool. Yeah, so you can just basically have your insurance go. You know, it's like your car. You keep insuring it, don't you? Yep. So. Most of us do. <laughs> so, that's right. That's, that's right. That was a so, joke. gaming. We have something in gaming. We I do. Have a picture for that on. Excellent. <laughs> what do you got for us? Well, I'm just waiting for the picture to pop up. Yeah, it's already Let's there. See. Keep talking. Alright. Bleak Sword. Developed by More 8 Bit. Uh, this is a cool blast. Oh, there it is, the picture. Thank you. This is a cool blast from the past. It reminds me of uh, Atari games I played as a young kid. It was the. So the Atari is the first control like console I ever played. Because that's how old I am. I, you know, it was the early '80s. I must have been about, you know, sort of in between five and eight. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got to play Atari at my nan's house, and I played like Pitfall and Space Invaders and even the Grand Prix, which um, absolutely fails in comparison to what we have now. We can watch <laughs> virtual races, you know, like yeah. where, you know, and you know, just. In my lifetime, it went from something that looks nothing like a race car. <laughs> it just blocks on a road and a, a digital sound yeah. to now being able to broadcast it live on television. So and it looked and it looked apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the Atari, you know, this game brings back lots of nostalgia for me because I really do love that feel. Um, you know, and it reminds me of my, my nan's house, who I, who I love dearly. She's uh, 87 years old and, and still young and fit. Um, and so I think this game really sort of gave me uh, that feeling. 
Um, there's some really fun levels. Uh, Monsters gameplay on both Apple TV and iPhone are great. Apple TV is a little better. Um, <laughs> that sounds like you're more comfortable in the chair. <laughs> That's right, I'm more comfortable in a chair with a controller in my hand. Um, donuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it's, it is, don't get me wrong, this game is dark. You know, there's monsters and ghouls and, and everything like that. It's as dark as an 8-bit game can be. You know, you're playing Haunted House and stuff like that and Ghostbusters and all that sort of stuff. So, um, I absolutely loved it. I, I love this game. I thought it was great fun. Um, thank you to more 8-bit. I hope you continue to work with Apple Arcade and give us more uh, great childhood memories. Um, even if it is only for a few hours at a time. Yep. So I'm going to give this uh, 3.7 apples. Good. Um, I'm not going to give it four because it could be longer. Uh, you know, if it was a little bit longer, it would have made it the four. If I really got into it and I, I got there, I, I could have given it a four. Um, yeah, so that's uh, my game. Is that your point system now? How many hours you play it for? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like if I, you know, with my my console gaming, uh, I'm still playing a game from 2013 release. Yeah. You know, and. Um, I won't mention it. GTA. Um, Bless you. You know, and it's still expanding. It's still, you know, very modern and now. Uh, so, you know, that would get, you know, sort of five apples if it was an arcade game. But, you know, because it's been, you know, seven years. Yeah. This lasted for a few hours. I guess 3.7. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. So... To add to more gaming, you wanted to talk about Apple TV's gaming show. Yes. So uh, there's a TV program now on Apple TV Plus. It's called um, Mind Blank. Mystic Um, Quest. Quest, yes, Mystic Quest, sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was a complete mind blank. I'm sorry, people. Uh, Mystic Quest. A uh, hilarious, hilarious look at uh, game design, uh, how it's sort of uh, overrun with uh, men and um, how the whole thing can be ruled by a teenager's uh, video blog and, um, you know, sort of demand on what, you know, game is cool. Um they call one of the main characters is a video blogger who's a 14 year old child and he rates the games that companies bring out. And so uh, everyone sort of waits for his opinion on the games <laughs> um, and everybody hates him, but his 10 million bloggers love him. Yeah. Or his vloggers, I should say, you know, his viewers <laughs> love him. And so they're constantly calling him, telling him everyone, oh, oh, oh he's shit. Excuse my language, but that's what they say. Uh, but he's got the followers. You know? He does. And, it, and it's just so funny um, to, to think that that's how the game world runs today. 
And it's sort of true. You have a look at, mind you, most uh, game bloggers uh, my age are a little bit younger. Uh, well, the ones I watch are anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, they have millions of followers, you know, uh, to watch their, their gameplay and stuff like that. You can actually pay them to give you um, exclusive gameplay with, with them and they show you how to do certain things and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, they give out cool packages that only they have, you know, like so you're getting loot from them. Uh, so it's all very real. And um, I just think it's a, quite a, the the show was quite a comical way to announce that and uh, how, how to well, deal with it. As someone who's actually seen every episode of that show. Oh, have you seen every episode, have yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know that. There's <laughs> even a bonus episode at the end. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas episode. I haven't seen that yet. No, no, there's there's one. Like, anyway, I won't, I won't go into it. Yeah, yeah, You've got some it. surprises coming. Really good surprises coming. I'm not going to tell you. But you'll get Excellent. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Listen, I'm four episodes in. It's had me in stitches. Even Kellyanne likes it, which is rare. <laughs> it's rare <laughs> that we agree on, you know, something that we watch or uh, especially something about gaming. Yeah. Um, but uh, the guys, again, it's from the guys who had written uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, just a brilliant team of actors and writers. Uh, so it's no and, doubt and that it, this is a, said, a winner. As things come up in, and video editors too. It's cool. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> uh, so I can't wait for that. There you go. Michael's seen it all as well. So yeah. I know we've talked about it before. It is excellent. Um, so. But I, I, I recommend it highly. Excellent. Because uh, if you're watching this, you're nerds like we are, <laughs> and uh, you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. <laughs> So more entertainment stuff. But yes, I, I thought that I chucked that in the gaming because that's part of that. Like we're talking about a gaming show. Well, it, well, it is gaming, <laughs> and like you know, they have, they, you know, gamers there, and it is about a game. Yeah, um, yeah. I would play. By the way, I would totally play that game. <laughs> <laughs> now, Affleck's band's original film slate with Palmer starring Justin Timberlake. Oh, Apple cool. is expanding its slate of sought-after original films with Palmer, starring Justin Timberlake and directed by Fisher Siemens, Stevens from SK Global. Written by Cheryl Guineo, <coughs> Palmer follows a former college football phenomenon named Eddie Palmer, played by Timberlake, who, after a sent in prison, returns to his home to get his life back on track. There he faces not only lingering conflicts from his past, but also a much more surprising challenge as he finds himself suddenly in charge of a unique young boy who has been abandoned by his wayward mother. Along with, pa along with Timberlake, Palmer also stars Juno Temple, award-winning nominee June Squibb, uh, Alicia Wainwright, and introduces wow. Ryder Allen. Cool. So that sounds like a good one, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and then we've also got uh, now Academy oh, wow. Award. This was another story. Academy Award yeah. winner Mark Bowles international thriller Echo Three, greenlit by Apple TV. Woohoo! 
Apple has given straight to series order Ferrico 3, a new action thriller written by Academy Award-winning producer and writer Mark Boyle. He's done The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. And that yep. will be produced by Apple and Keshet Studios. Set in South America, the 10-part series is the latest project to join a growing lineup of premium international series set to make their global debut on Apple TV+. In Echo 3, Amber Cheeseborough, a brilliant young scientist, is the emotional centre of a small American family. When she goes missing along the Colombia-Venezuela border, her brother and her husband, two men with deep military experience and complicated pasts, struggle to find her in a layered personal drama set against the explosive backdrop of a secret war. Based on the award-winning Keshet broadcasting series When Heroes Fly, created by Omri Givon and inspired by the novel, the novel by Amir Gertrude, Echo yeah. 3 will be shot with both English and Spanish dialogue. Excellent. Yeah. Now, another, just on entertainment, as we yeah. talk about, uh, we've, Karen, well, Karen and I, my wife and I, have watched all the series that are, that all the episodes available so far of Little Voices, and it's getting really good. I think it's it's excellent. There we go. We've talked about that previously, but now yeah, we're yep. at the dud right up and... Yeah, yeah, because it really, and, she and really, the... Really good, I thought. It definitely got yeah. better. Definitely got better. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, because yeah, we did have the, we, well, I say we, but Apple did get a dud review on that. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched too much of it yet, uh, you know, except for the first few episodes. So I will get back to it after I, because I, yeah. then I started watching uh, Mythic Quest and, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch that now first. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So things coming, nude, OS. Yeah, go for it. iOS 14, how to allow or block iPhone apps from tracking you. 9 to 5 Mac report, iOS 14 comes with a number of new security and privacy features. And one of those is forcing apps to request permission before they can track you across the web and other apps. Along with that, you can totally block iPhone app tracking. Some apps won't function properly without the ability to use tracker, but here's how to allow or block apps from tracking you. One, on your iPhone, head to settings. Two, swipe down and tap privacy. Three, choose tracking at the top. Uh, four, the default setting is to allow apps to ask for permission to track, uh, to track you. Five, toggle in off to block app from being able to even ask to track you. So that means it it's not asking you permission to track you anymore or anything like that. It's just not, the answer is no. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. All right, six. If slash when you do give permission for apps to track you, you'll see a list of them under the privacy tracking settings. Yeah. Michael, would you like to add anything to, to that? And then also one of the pictures, there's some, um, there's a picture on the screen at the moment that yep. is an app asking for permission just to say you see what it's like, and it says uh, this app would like to permission to track. Names the app would like to permission to track you across apps and websites owned by other companies. 
your data will <coughs> pardon me, your data will be used to deliver personalized ads to you. Allow tracking or ask app not to track and you can choose that. And that's what that's what'll come up more and more. So yeah. But we've also got Excellent. the Skype iOS app gets background blurring feature. Yeah. Mac rumors again. Skype's mobile app for iPhone and iPad has been updated with a new screen blurring feature this week. Users of Microsoft's video and voice calling service can now choose to blur the background on video calls if the scene behind them is something they'd rather not share. The idea behind the feature is to save the user's blushes because of the messy room they're Skyping from or to obscure a business plan on a whiteboard behind them, for example. Background blur in Skype is similar to background blur in Microsoft Teams, according to the software giant. The results are somewhat akin to the bokeh effect most commonly seen in portrait photos on iPhone, but in this case, it's a live video stream. The feature has been available on the desktop version of Skype for a while, and like that app, it can be enabled in Skype settings or when in a call by using the Blur My Background option. So, yep. That's really cool. Yes. And what about our next story yet? Yeah. Apple commits to replacing non-inclusive terms across its developer ecosystem. Not a five Mac reports. Joining a wider industrial shift, Apple announces that it is working to re- replace exclusive. How do I say that? Exclusionary. exclusionary. Yep. There we go. Sorry. Exclusionary language in its developer documentation and APIs with alternative uh, terminology. Renaming things takes time and effort, and large parts of infrastructure have to migrate in response. For third-party developers in the App Store, App uh, Apple will be changing the name of APIs used in their code where appropriate, which also uh, Nessigates. Yep. That's right, yep. Engineering work to migrate. Examples for exclusionary terminology include using a noun like master to describe the primary code uh, repository. Uh, repository. Yep. yep. Apple's source controls features in Xcode stating that Xcode 12 now names the default branch main by default. GitHub and other companies announced similar policies changing earlier this year. Similarly, Apple is replacing the urge, the usage, usage, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) of whitelist and blacklist in its documentation with allow list and deny list to eradicate possible discriminatory um, uh, connotations. These phrases have long established technical um, dis- yep. definitions. Thank you. Yep. Sorry. But this is, is my eyes. Words Thank you, Michael. Removes any possibility of confusion or misinterpretation. Now, I saw some, I, I saw this and then, there's a whole heap of comments underneath it on one of the sites that I was looking yeah. at. And those those people haven't got a clue. Like, they don't understand that um, they're saying when GitHub 
calls it the master file. Yeah. They're saying, well, that's, that's what it's called. It's the master file. But they've got no idea. They're not thinking back far enough to where the word master came from. Yeah. They're thinking, oh, it only relates to that. They're, they're not going beyond that little framework. Or, or you know, because we're talking... It's baiting. It's baiting state. people. And no one's to be masturbating. Yeah. That, that's what the code code uh, coding's called currently. And they're tra- we're trying to get away from those things that have meanings from, you know, 300 years ago that we're currently using here now, which is just, they have no idea. Like, they're stuck in their own little world. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just... It was amazing to me that that was happening. <laughs> Story now, four. Next one. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pass comment on the end. Yeah. Some more of this, but um, yeah, yeah. the federal court rules Kogan online promotions were false and misleading. The online online retailer had been accused of hiking prices prior to sales by the ACCC. Zednet again, Kogan has yet again, yet again, been found guilty of inflating prices prior to its online retail sales. With the Australian Federal Court ruling on Friday that the company made false and misleading representations to consumers. The legal action raised by the ACCC last year alleged that Kogan ran an online promotion where consumers could obtain a 10% discount on most of its products through the use of a discount code. Um, Kogan was previously fined 32400 <coughs> for using false or misleading representations for a Father's Day promotion. At that time, the ACCC ruled the online retailer intentionally increased its prices before offering customers a discount. It's simply unacceptable for businesses to raise prices before applying a discount in order to give consumers the misleading impression that they're obtaining a larger percentage discount than is actually the case. ACCC Chair Michael Shaper said at the time. Now, that was this, this is from like four years ago, and they've yeah. been caught again a couple of yeah. times, um, where basically... The price they're selling something for today, just say it was $10 for that box of whatever. Yep. They put the price up to $11 tomorrow. Yep. But from tomorrow, you can get a 10% discount, which takes it back to $10. So you're yep. not really getting a discount, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when, the, when that discount code's over, it goes back to $10 anyway. So you're not really getting a discount. And then they send you messages saying, 24 hours to go or, you know, two hours. Oh, my God. My, the, the, the Kogan messages I get are relentless. Yes. And it's because we bought a washing machine from them. Now, don't get me wrong, the washing machine was definitely cheap. All right? It was an amazingly, amazingly cheap price. Yeah. It works fantastically. I have no problem with this company whatsoever and its products except for its relentless hounding of like, oh, shot now, Kogan, and get this, or get this, and, you know, and it just constantly, once you sort of sign up your email to them, they just bombard you. Yeah. And like, I, I understand when I need something, I will probably use you again, but right now I don't need anything. Yeah. 
So I'm just. And so I've had this unsubscribe, which is also a pain in the bum because sometimes I really do want to buy, you know, this or that. And, yeah. yeah. So what you do is you just you you don't unsubscribe. You make a rule on your on your mail app. Yeah. That says when I get something from Kogan, just yeah. delete it. And then when you decide oh, yeah. you want to go back and buy something from Kogan. Yeah. You go back and just pause the rule so it doesn't delete anything from Kogan. Issues that I've been made aware of yep. is like Kogan sell Apple stuff, but yeah. apparently they buy it from Hong Kong. Yeah, so do I sorry. Yeah. They buy it from Hong Kong. Yeah. And uh, David E just said he gets at least two emails per day. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was about to say, yeah, Dave, David just said he gets at least two emails a day. Me too, Dave. Oh, well, yeah, I was but, anyway. Yeah, so, but apparently, Kogan buy their Apple stuff from Hong Kong and sell it to you. So yeah. if you buy it in Australia for yeah. basically the same price, you yeah, get it is two basically years the same warranty price. because we have two years warranty in Australia. That's if right. You buy it from Kogan. Yes, Apple yeah. Australia will honour the warranty for 12 months. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like, that's all they're obliged to do. And you think you're buying it from Australia, but you're not buying it from Australia. So just be aware no, of you, things like that. You need to check things like that when you're buying stuff. Obviously, it must apply for other stuff from Kogan as well. So Anyway. Yeah. Mac OS. Uh, yeah, I, yes. 10.15.6 successfully fixes yep. USB 2.0 issues experienced by 2020 MacBook Pro and MacBook Air users. Mac, Mac Rumors tells us Mac OS Catalina 10.15.6 successfully fixes a frustrating bug that prevented some USB 2.0 accessories from working properly with 2020 MacBook Air and MacBook Pro, according to MacBook to Mac rumors readers and users on Reddit. Uh, Apple in the release notes for the update said that the update resolves an issue where certain USB mouse and trackpads may lose connection and people who are experienced that particular problem have confirmed that their accessories are now able to successfully connect. The bug was first noted earlier this year by MacBook Air and MacBook Pro users. Um, who purchased one of the 2020 machines, the Mac notebooks were unable to properly work with USB 2.0 accessories connected to their machines through hubs or adapters. And that's like your USB stick, memory stick. Yeah. Um, they have lost connections or freezes, failure to work entirely, or those affected were unable to find any fix like methods like SMC resets, safe mode, disk utility. The only suitable fix was using a more expensive Thunderbolt 3 hub instead of a USB-C hub. Though Apple's release notes mention mice and trackpads, the problem affected all kinds of devices, including keyboards and other accessories, though it appeared to be limited to 2.0 rather than USB 3 or 3.1, which are older devices, obviously. There have been numerous reports from those who experienced the issue that 10.15.6 addresses the issue um, and the fix doesn't appear to have been implemented in Mac OS Big Sur, however. Some users still may run into USB issues there. But that's yeah, that's beta software, so we're not worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> now this one I find interesting. 
go for it. Okay, yep. Yeah, USB Sorry. China. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where is it? Sorry, where is it? <laughs> USB China on App Store downloads for the first time since 2014. Due to coronavirus impact, TechCrunch reports the US App Store's downloads have surpassed China's downloads for the first time since 2014. According to data from Sensatow's Q2 2020 report out today, the US App Store saw 27.4% over a uh, year over year growth in the quarter compared to the 20 uh, the 2.1 percent growth oh, wow that's massive growth for the china app store during the quarter the u.s app store generated 2.22 billion new installs compared to china's 2.0 billion the 2.06 billion uh downloads to regain top position this then translates to the U.S. beating China on App Store consumer spends as well. Contributing to the shift was the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on both China and the U.S. The U.S. surpassed China on installs beginning in April and lasting all the way through uh, to June, uh, the firm found. China in Q2... Meanwhile, was coming down from its own abnormally high numbers of downloads in March and April due to COVID. But as its download figures began to normalise, the pandemic was weakening, uh, wreaking, sorry, yeah. havoc in the US. Sorry. <laughs> um, pandemic was uh, wreaking havoc in the US where it hit slightly later. This led to the US uh, to see a surge in downloads as suddenly the population was forced to work from home, attend school from home and entertain themselves at home with apps, games, streaming and streaming services. So yeah, that's really cool. Well, well COVID's not cool, but it's yeah. cool that they've, yeah. So add, add China, just, add, just add China and America together. Yeah. That's 4 billion downloads for the quarter. It is too. Holy <laughs> crap. I didn't even think of that, <laughs> actually. Whatever, it's, they were, whatever they were downloading. That's eight. Four billion so that's 4.28 billion. Yeah. Mm. In three months. That's, yeah. So. That's insane. <laughs> show promotions, show note links each week on show upload. The link being aussiemaxzone.com.au forward slash AMZ 344. There you will see the last six weeks of show notes. Email us at... Email us at Michael or Zahn at aussiemaxzone.com.au And we've been uh, you can... hiding. I've been getting a hiding at michael at aussiemaxzone.com.au Oh, really? Why? From spammers. Oh, really? <laughs> Great. It's amazing. It's amazing. But please send it on down because the spammers, they just get... Yeah, that's yeah. what rules are for. That's right. You yeah. find us on Spotify. Just search Aussie Max Zone. That's right. Or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah, if you search Aussie, yep, you can search Aussie Max Zone, you can find us. Yeah. 
Apple News. Yeah. Aussie Max Zone. Just look us up and then. That's right. Make sure if you're looking for us there, make sure you favourite us. Yeah. And um, hit that, you know, that button that tells you that we're you know, releasing a new podcast. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, you can yeah. find us on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, tell your friends, please. Just remind, you, yeah. remind your uh, friends if they want to listen to as much Aussie stuff as we can get in <laughs> at Aussie <laughs> as well as the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, also, lastly, you know, but not leastly, thank you, our supporters, our watchers, and listeners. Most Without you guys, we wouldn't be doing it. So. Yep. Yep. We've had an increase in. Uh, I saw some stats today. We've had an increase in Facebook people. And awesome. Facebook people that are commenting too. That's been an increase of forty percent or something. So. Oh, well, wow. it's because of me, see, because I'm so good looking. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Please thank stay you. safe. Always. Yeah. Looks like we're going down in lockdown again, so please stay yeah. safe. Please stay safe. Remember to keep a distance, guys. Yep. Um, we don't want anyone getting sick. We can keep a distance and just be safe. I'm sure this will all be over, hopefully soon. Yeah. But remember... Apple a day keeps the androids away. See you next time, guys. Bye.